Hey everybody, welcome to Signals from the Frontline, every Wednesday podcast brought to you by FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies at a discount all the days of the week. I am your host, Mr. Recius, aka Recius, not Recio, friend to the Tau, not enemy, and with me, my trusty cohort, the Robin to my Batman, Franklin. Howdy everybody. Hope you guys are all doing well on this Wednesday. Enjoying this uh, quarantine. Quarantino. I shouldn't say enjoying it because I don't think there's very many people that are enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> I would say tolerating this quarantine. You haven't gone uh, The Shining on your family yet? Yeah, hopefully not. Hopefully not. Uh, <laughs> hopefully everybody's staying healthy and, and, and reasonably happy and uh, powering through this and uh, trying to make the most of it. I've been doing a lot of painting. I definitely got the painting bug back. That's good. Yeah, I mean, it gives you a lot of time for uh, projects that you would always make like an excuse for, like I don't have time to do it. But now you have plenty of time. Oh, so yeah. it's like, go ahead. <laughs> and you know, to be fair, I've been doing a lot of a couple things while uh, practicing the social distancing that is required of us all right now. I've been painting a lot, which is fun, and it's, I've been painting a lot of like D and D minis, and I've been sharing them on social media. And thanks to everybody who's been. Uh, encouraging and also showing off uh, what they've been painting. It's been seeing some really cool, inspiring hobby, fun stuff. Um, so I've been doing a lot of that. And it's fun when you're, when you're painting just for, for the joy of it. And I'm not, there's no, like, I'm not like trying to make a schedule for myself to get, you know, I got to paint this unit this week. And then it feels like a chore. Yeah. I'm just like, whatever mini from my, you know, vast collection grabs my eyes, grab them and paint them however I want to paint them. Paint them and I'm listening to like a podcast and it's like, man, this is how I used to paint back in the day and it was really, really pleasurable. And uh, it's neat to have that come back. Like I really look forward to like painting for a couple hours in the night, in the evening. And I've been listening to like hardcore history or um, listening to some podcasts, like some self-improvement stuff, like learning more about, you know, marketing techniques or, you know, how to... Um, you know, blog better or whatever the case may be. It's been really, really enjoyable. So I've been doing a lot of that. I've been going for a lot of walks. I walked 40 miles last week, which is pretty significant. Um, a lot of really nice, beautiful nature out here uh, in Boulder City. And I've been drinking a lot. <laughs> Nailed it. I'd say two of those are positive. One of those is uh, probably not positive. not positive, but it's keeping me sane yeah because usually i have a like, like me and my normal day I'll have, a, I'll have a drink or two at the end of the day it's normal for me but you know five o'clock six o'clock which is you know normal one thing when most people will have a adult beverage it's become like four o'clock <laughs> yeah it's become earlier and earlier that's for sure like, yeah i've been like trying to like 30 is yeah. a lot earlier than it used to be when it's just you know i haven't shaved in like two weeks you know yeah you're looking like a trucker I, I do. Go my hair is getting long for a while. Yeah, yeah. My hair has been getting long. It's just it's bizarre. Like I, I don't know about you, but I haven't been able to tell like if it's the weekend or the week. Oh, I, it's, I forget days all the time. Like I was like, oh shoot, is it Monday, Tuesday? It's like, oh, it's Sunday. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's all blurring together. Thankfully, we have cell phones and stuff that tell you the day. But um, without that, I would be completely lost. Yeah, like it's crazy. My like I've completely lost track of any sense of my my normal schedule because every day is essentially the same yeah exactly and like uh we're lucky enough that we're able to still do a lot of work because we are an internet business so we're able to do a lot of stuff and then we do have manufacturing so 
we have to run our machines and stuff. So we still kind of have like a normal-ish schedule. Yeah. Whereas if you were just like on furlough or something like that, I can't even imagine. Like you, it's like a super long, not very exciting vacation. Yeah, yeah <laughs> stay, staycation. I would be, oh my gosh. Uh, and like, I feel, I definitely feel for the parents out there, especially yeah. the parents have like, three plus kids i was just about to say oh my gosh well especially for like because i was just talking to my cousins and that's another thing i've been doing i've been talking to my friends and my family way more than i know and you know me i don't like really i don't really like talking to people that much yeah um in my off time that sounds kind of like like i'm a curmudgeon but you know like i don't Don't ever reach out to reese he hates all of you i don't really like talking on the phone to anybody um yeah i just i I just don't I, i usually avoid it but I've I've talked to my friends and family more during this than I have in the last two years. Oh, for sure. Because you don't have anything to do. It's like two o'clock. You're like, well, I guess I could watch another Netflix show or I guess I could call somebody. And then you're like, oh, cool. It's like a human interaction. This yeah. is great. And then you're like, your dad's like, oh, I got to go. You're like, oh, man. No, right. dad, no. All right. I guess I'll talk to you later. He's like, you clingy little kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like, get out of here. <laughs> Some of my buddies and I, my uh, my college buddies and I have been doing pretty, pretty regularly. I, we missed it once or twice, but we've been doing like a Sunday uh, virtual happy hour. We'll, we'll, That's cool, yeah. Yeah, where everybody will, will jump on and we'll do a FaceTime and, everybody, and everyone's kids and wives because we all have known each other since we were teenagers. Yeah. And so everyone has a quick chat, you know, 45 minutes. Uh, been to, you know, I'm talking to my cousins and like you said, my uh, one of my cousins just had twins and he already had two. <laughs> So he's got four and he just got furloughed and, you know, so he's stuck at home. (laughs) So I've been trying to chat with him and he's on the gold coast in Australia. Um, I'm like, dude, you just got furloughed and you just had twins. I'm like, (laughs) he's like, that's how it goes, mate. I'll be all right. I'm like, you were so positive. I love it. It it is nice. Uh, It gives you a lot of time to reflect on like family and friends. It does. Uh, it's cool to be able to connect more often. You're like, oh man, actually this really doesn't take that much time. I should do this more often. <laughs> you really do have a chance to yeah. reflect on what is important. Yeah. And um, I really try to focus on that. And um, it's been really, really useful um, for that. And like you were saying earlier, like an opportunity to work on side projects. Like I've had a bunch of like rather ambitious side projects I've wanted to, to do and I've, I, to be fair, I do. I am pretty diligent about consistently working on my side projects, but I've gotten so much done lately, and um, the chance to to really just like think about stuff and reflect that part's been really good. Um, so it's not been all bad. Like it's it's kind of nice to be forced to take a breath and take a a break, but I don't want to do it forever. No, I mean it would be nice if it was like a week or like maybe two weeks at most, but like going on what we're at like a month and a half now i mean not the full nevada went on actual lockdown this month in april yeah so 15 days okay yeah yeah. so we're one day over the limit there yeah (laughs) but yeah it's just it becomes a lot when it just keeps going so and unfortunately there's no like this is the end date you're like oh no for a lot of states it's already been pushed to may 15th yeah i mean it just keeps getting pushed back yeah um so we'll see but like Luckily enough for us, like we still do have kind of like a normal schedule. We do signals and stuff like that. So um, we're not completely lost. We're not like the apartment with the lights off. Like, ah, it's Friday. Dude, <laughs> the people who I really that I have a lot of empathy for are if you're like single and 
and you live in an apartment and you're like by yourself. Oh, that would be really That would be really brutal. Yeah. Or I think probably even more challenging if you have a family and you're in an apartment. Because yeah. my, like my family members that have a bunch of kids that are young, they're like, yeah, it's really challenging to keep the kids entertained. But like you can go into another room or go in the backyard. Like if you're like in, in Europe or a lot of parts of the world or if you live in an urban area, it's really common to have a family in an apartment. Yeah. And uh, if you had like two or three kids and you're in like a three bedroom apartment, <laughs> man, you better go do some meditation, yeah. uh, put on Bob Ross. That's what oh, always sure. I, I did. Or can uh, you imagine if your like relationship was on the rocks or something like that? Coming Ooh. into this, Ooh. 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 it's going to fast track yeah. reconciliation. There's a, or... there's a lot of scenarios where it's a lot worse. So <laughs> yeah. Just reflect on how great your life is. Yeah. Do some, do yeah. some guided meditations Good. or some, uh, the my home environment it was a, it was an adjustment period at first but it's everything's great now um but uh, yeah like i go for a really long walk every day and i go out into nature and that is like worth gold and i used to go for a walk every day anyway but now i go i have i, I, I go for like five six miles now a lot of the time and um it's great i wish i would have been doing this all the time anyway but you're always in such a hurry yeah, it's one of those things like I was saying before is just it the reflection period is really nice because you go, "Oh, actually this doesn't take that much time." Like I can go spend an hour and go for a walk. It actually doesn't change my day that much. Like no. or it, it I can call my, my friends, day. I can shoot a text to my parents. Like it it's actually pretty nice to take a step back and then kind of see what you can do with all your time. <laughs> yeah. And you don't need to be in such a rush all the time. And it's no. interesting because there's a lot of uh, people are going back and digging up a lot of the news and things that people were saying and thinking in other times when we've been in situations like this, like the Spanish flu, the Black Plague, mm-hmm. and people. It's funny how we think their people were so much different in the past, and they're not. No. They're, they're, they had different cultural norms, different ideas, but still people. And it's like they're saying the exact same things that we're saying. Like you're trying to make the best of it, trying to like, you know, look and in, look inside, be introspective. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people did a lot of amazing things. Like, I know it's cliche at this point, but uh, Isaac Newton developed calculus during oh, lockdown. So uh, try to make the best of it, you know, look to do some self-improvement. And then one thing I haven't been doing that I did in the beginning, I played a lot of video games in the beginning. I haven't touched a video game in the last like week, several weeks. Yeah. Well, they get old real, real fast, fast dude. <laughs> Real, real fast you're like oh man it'd be great if i had more time to just like relax play video games i'm like i i do not want anything to do with the video game right now i can do that for like one day a week and that's about it yeah like any more than that it just becomes it's just super boring you know? and it just feels like a waste of time yeah it is <laughs> i feel like i'm wasting my time it's yeah. not a diversion anymore now it's like i could be using my time so much more usually yeah. like i've been reading a lot writing a lot painting a lot doing a lot of like really fun stuff so Try to make the best of it, but why don't we get back on topic? And it's, you know, topical to talk about this because everybody's experiencing, most of us are experiencing the same thing. Uh, but I am really thankful that we get to come into work because we're, we're, you know, quote unquote essential. Part of our business is essential. The store is shut down um, and a lot of the employees are working, most of the employees are working home. But I am really thankful that we get to come in and get some human interaction yeah, <laughs> um, and just get out of the house for a little bit. Um, so that I'm thankful for that. For those of you who don't have it, our hearts go out to you. Hopefully you're hanging in there. Um, but yeah, do some video chat and all that kind of fun stuff. And let's talk about gaming. Cause that's what this podcast is actually about. Is it though? Yeah. It's Sometimes. interesting times we live in right now. <laughs> oh, I do have one other aside. 
Um, if you are a science fiction fan, which you are, if you're listening to this podcast, you almost assuredly are. Uh, the new Dune adaptation directed by Denis Villanueva, they've been leaking, or not leaking, they've been like kind of showing pictures. Yeah. And today they showed like a bunch of pictures. My excitement level is through the dang roof. I cannot wait. I have to wait though, because even if they did come out in theaters, none of us would be able to really go watch it. Yeah, man. I would. I would. I don't care, man. I would. I would take the risk. <laughs> I, would <go. laughs> I would go and risk getting the Rona to see it at this point. Um, but uh, the pictures, the images look. It's like exceeding my expectations. It looks so good. It's such a cool mix of what the book tells us these people look like kind of a tip of the hat to the original. Yeah. It's funny that cause the pictures keep getting released, but I, I have to do like a double take because it looks so similar to the original movies. Like the pictures do. I'm yeah. like, Oh wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> like the original David Lynch movie came out in the early eighties and uh, the still suits, that's those kind of like black rubbery looking wetsuit things that they wear. Yeah. So, he deviated from the book. In the book, you wear a robe over the still suit. So you don't actually really see the still suit. It's like underneath these robes. It's uh, the writer, uh, um, Herbert, uh, was a, he was an adventurous. Like he did spend a lot of time in the desert. He, he did all that. He was a really interesting guy. So I think it's cool that the, the director is kind of like giving an homage to that. Yeah. And if you look at the pictures, there is kind of like a little like quasi robe on them. But really, you can see the suit. And I think it's cool because visually, it's way more interesting than just seeing someone a in a robe. robe. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like it made sense why you would wear a robe over to keep the sand out. It keeps you insulated from the sun. Blah, blah, blah. Like wearing a black suit in the desert is probably the worst possible idea you can have. <laughs> But um, no, uh, your, your pee insulates it. Well, yeah. I mean, if you read the and they, in the books too, like it covers your whole body too. Yeah. It, so I think it's cool that their face, they're showing their faces. I, that, that's a good idea to, to deviate from that. But the cast is just brilliant, dude. It's an all-star cast. Like you, I would. It's gonna be. Oh, could, this could be the best science fiction movie of our generation. But it's funny because they have like the same hairstyles that they did in the 80s movie they like brought it back they're like they're bringing it all back i'm like all right i'm cool with that (laughs) get it (laughs) i'm cool with that and like the like duncan idaho jason momoa yeah um josh brolin is gurney halleck like dude and then timoteo i can't remember his last name chalet or chalamet or something like that the the guy who's playing paul paul atreides the main character uh at first i was like who the hell is this guy but then i saw him on the in the netflix movie um which is based on king henry the oh which I, uh, which version of Shakespeare is King Henry? I can't remember, but um, he's really good. He's a good actor. Uh, it's a Netflix film. If you haven't seen it, I'd highly recommend it. I don't remember um, which one you're talking about. There were like three that came out at the same time. Yeah, it's one of those. And the, na- the name is escaping me. It's called like For the, For the King or something like that. It's loosely based on one of Shakespeare's play and historical events at the same time. Gotcha. And... Um, um, Timoteo plays the main character. He he's he is a good actor. He's going to be really good to play Paul. Yeah. Um. Anyway, nerding out a little bit on that, but I'm I'm a humongous Dune fan. I've read the books multiple times, listened to multiple versions of the audio yeah. book just because I wanted to hear it with different voice actors. <laughs> and uh, uh, so really which, excited. Which one does your like brain like refer to? Like 
are all the characters just like mixed up in your brain now? Yeah, well, it's interesting because like all the voices are different. Because <laughs> you, you like when you now when I read, if I go back and reread the books, I'll hear it in the voices from the um, audio dramas. But yeah. it's like you but go you with the ones to you three like. different ones. It's like, uh, yeah. uh, which one is it? Because some of them, they it's really interesting the choices they make for the characters. Like especially like Baron Harkonnen. Like sometimes he's like super intimidating sounding. Sometimes he sounds kind of like whiny, but. Uh, it, it, I, I'm just very excited. I hope it lives up to expectations. And of course, the director directed Blade Runner 2049, which I think is the best science fiction movie to come out in the last 10 years. Uh, amazing. So, And this is like a passion project for him. Can't yeah. wait. In actual gaming news, uh, check out the new FLG Matt Industrial 2. It is up for sale during this release period for 20% off. And that will run through next Wednesday. So make sure to grab that if you like it. It's very, very cool. Matt, uh, we talked about it quite a bit last week, so we won't go into too much depth, but 20% off during this uh, release period. Grab it and save some dough. And we are shipping mats. GW has been releasing some info about a new Age of Sigmar faction called the Sons of Behemoth, Behemoth. And they look really cool. Although it's got me asking a bunch of questions and perhaps I missed it. Uh, let us know in the in the comments if I did. It doesn't look like there's any new models. It looks like just an army full of the giant kit. <laughs> That'd be really funny. Is that am I missing something? It's like It would be funny if that were true, but I think it's a different kit though. They they look like they're different, but I don't know. I can't tell. It looks like a bunch of conversions of the existing kit. Yeah, which it might be. Which would be That would be disappointing. Disappointing if it's just <laughs> your army is one kit. Yeah. And the giant kit is, it's a good kit, but it's definitely like stylistically, it would be cool if they mixed it up. Like they didn't just have the big, like big gut skinny leg giant, like mix, <laughs> you know, like have some different yeah. kinds. I mean, uh, it's, they are like, you can do a lot with them. There's a lot of different bits on there. So like those five giants that they're showing in the picture all look very different, but I mean, like if you were to go to like D and D for example, um, and you have like frost giants and mountain giants and hill giants and storm giants and fire giants, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that would be cool if they did that. Right. Like I think that would be so fun if you had all these different types of giants, even if it was just like one more kit that you could build with like different head and arm options and stuff. You could even just make it an upgrade kit really. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't want the big pot belly, you know, gut Let's buster, man. Just add in a new bit for that one. I want some that are big and buff. <laughs> big buff giants. <laughs> it's like, uh, what's that? What's the anime? The Titan. Oh yeah. Attack on Titan. There you go. Yeah. You want some of those guys? No, Super some of those muscular. are so, yeah. I mean, some of them look cool. Some of them look so weird with the weird face. Yeah. Like, no, I'll pass hard pass <laughs> on those. I wouldn't mind the, the, the guys with the little like zip cord thingies. Flying around, that's fun. Those are pretty cool. That would make for a really fun video game. That would. Yeah. yeah. I'm probably sure there have is, one. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I mean we'll see. And then the backstory was kind of ludicrous. It's kinda of, it's very silly, it's very games workshop. But there's like a the original super uh Titan giant whose name it's like Nimnot Nimble or Ooh. Nimnom or something like that. Nom nom. So then Sigmar hits him in the head so hard that he dies, and then Behemoth comes out of him. And then uh. Sigmar hits him in the head so hard. That he falls down and pukes out all the giants. That's it. That's the Cliff Notes Great version. Great backstory. Wow. <laughs> but it's it's he either got hit in the head so hard that he throws up all the giants and then takes a nap, 
Or he ate so many like sheep that he puked out the giants and took a nap. Mm. So interesting. <laughs> it's I like, was like, what? It's kind of like orc fluff, really. Yeah, like the orc that danced so hard he blew, like knocked down a... No, he danced so awesomely that Gork and Morg started dancing with him and they knocked down a chaos castle. Yeah. Right? <laughs> It's like the same thing. You're just like, what? I mean, the world it's is this? It's fun. I mean, it's, it is it's fun. Silly. But then you look at like Space Marine like backstory, and you're like, this is like amazing. Yeah. And then you have like a free, uh, like giant getting hit on the head and puking out another giant. You're like, what the heck is that? Like, I can't. Rem- I can't remember if he threw up the that? giant or if he like beam it like crawled out of his head or something like Ooh, that. Ooh, like, out of a hole in his head. Well, it's like, very Greek. It's like very like Greek mythology where yeah. there were the Titans and then Fair they got their ass kicked and then the other giants came out of them or the other gods and stuff. So the Titans. Yeah. So I, I mean, it's a little silly, but like whatever, right? Like the giants, the, the giants in the Games Workshop universe have always been somewhat comical. Like yeah. they pick you up and stick you in their pants. I mean, that's that's kind of the fluff for most giants and like all backstories not, right? i mean not that usually D- they're pretty like fifi full fun yeah the the D giants are definitely not like the mm-hmm. the hill giants kind of yeah but like the storm giants are like noble and the the um uh the frost giants are evil and they have they have like frost giant empires and stuff mm. that's way more interesting to me and the fire giants are like militant and they yeah they're, they have armies and they forge giant weapons and they wear armor and stuff like Rather than these goofy ones that just boop, run boop, around boop, and like boop. run into trees and stuff. You're like, what? And they're just <laughs> like on. eating people. <laughs> yeah. Like literally, like they would stick you in your pants. That was one of their, that actually was a rule they had in their game. That would be terrifying. <laughs> I don't want to be in a giant's pants. <laughs> Play doesn't bathe very <laughs> yeah. often. Nope. <laughs> I'm good. And then when they die, they fall down and like squish you and stuff yeah. like that. So at any rate, I'm sure it's going to be an interesting release and we'll keep our eye on it and see what more we get. But for now, that's where we're at. Uh, GW has also been releasing info or uh, uh, showing off some of the new Necromunda uh, uh, models coming out. There's a doctor. There's a snitch. I mean, an informant <laughs> or a gang lookout. Just remember, snitches. He's going to get some stitches there, that guy. I saw a funny joke. It was like during the uh, coronavirus uh, pandemic, since you can't go to the hospital unless it's an emergency, they go straight from snitches getting stitches to snitches end up in ditches. Ouch. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> it made me laugh that was, quick. A, that was a good one and I don't even know who this girl is with a claw and a shotgun but she looks cool yeah she's right. like a hired gun or something like that double barrel shotgun's pretty sick yeah uh, also GW's been uh, showing off some Death Watch previews for their version of Psychic Awakening uh, they are not getting a Psychic Awakening book they're gonna <laughs> be in the White Dwarf too bad so sad and the preview has left um, the reaction to it has been I would say less than positive. Uh, you know, eh, it's better than nothing. Better than a kick in the teeth, as my pappy would say. There you go. I mean, to be fair, a lot of it, uh, Psycho Awakings are kind of like, meh. I mean, it's extra rules, which is nice, you know, of course. Uh, but. but statistically, every single army has been better after Psychic Awakening. Many of them have been significantly better. Well, you can't argue that they're not better with more rules, you know what I'm saying? No, I'm saying... Uh, it has gotten to the point where there is a significant amount of rules bloat. Um, it's just, it's hard to avoid that as an edition unfolds. Well, it's it's hard to avoid that and keep the edition like exciting and interesting, right? Like, yeah. if you don't come out with anything new, then it just gets old. And the way that I've looked at Psychic Awakening, it's been like a hot patch or expansion, right? Like, 
um, a lot of armies got dramatically better with Psychic Awakening. Some of them, eh, it's kind of like a moderate boost. But, you know, like Tyranids are night and day. Um, Eldar got a significant boost. I think Orcs kind of have some really, really powerful tools. There's actually people complaining about some of it, think it's too good. But before we jump into that, let's take a look at what uh, some of the Death Watch got. So here's a couple of the stratagems. One of them is Duty Eternal. It's 1 CP. Uh, use it on a Dreadnought until the end of the phase. Uh, have the damage. That's something we've seen on, on every Dreadnought. It's very good. It's very useful. Especially if you can get like a character Dreadnought or something. Or like a really burly uh, Dreadnought. Veteran Fury is 1 CP. Uh, select a Death Watch Terminator unit from your army until the end of the phase. Add one to the hit roll. That's one we've seen on a lot. Yep. A lot of uh, Terminators. And it's, it's very good. Is it, you know... Is it slap your grandma exciting? No, but is it good? Yes, it is, especially when you have special issue ammunition. Yeah. Yeah, it makes their Terminators pretty good. A lot of uh, Death Watch units have at least one or two Terminators in them, so. Yeah. Uh, rapid Fire, 2 CP, change Death Watch Intercessors into Rapid Fire 2. Seen that before. And again, with uh, special issue ammo, it's a significant boost. Uh, Bolt Storm. Uh, use it on Death Watch Intercessors, and uh, you automatically score a hit if you're using the, um, the specific gun. This is one we've seen on... Yeah, if you're within half range. Half range, all right. Target sighted, 3 CP. Use it on some Intercessors until the end of the phase. Stalker bolt rifles uh, can target characters, and they become snipers. 6 plus to wound. does not mortal wound. Again, Same all Space Marines got this, and it, it's good. It's not exciting, but it's good. Yeah, and I mean, it's something that they were missing, so... This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends you new cartridges, so you never have to think about ink. Save up to 50%. You'll pay less than $5 a month for ink and never run out again. Find out if your printer is eligible and enroll today at hpinstantink.com. Conditions apply. For details, visit hp.com slash Spotify. All right. And then um, we got catches in a fire. If this litany is inspiring, select one Death Watch unit within six inches of the model. When resolving an attack made with a ranged weapon, uh, add one to the wound roll. Very good. Recitation of focus. If this lending is inspired, select one Death Watch unit within six inches of the model. When resolving an attack made with a ranged weapon, add one to the hit roll. So, again, kind of rehashing what the other Space Marines got, but they didn't have it. Only an improvement for your Death Watch player. Boom. So, you know. And I'm sure they'll have some other stuff too. So Not super exciting, but it's all good stuff. Yep. All good stuff. All I right. Mean, it's not like... If you use a stratagem, take your intercessor squad off the table. You're like, ah, oh, dang, <laughs> dang it. it. That's I, a negative. I don't think I'm going to use that How one. How dare you? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's not it's it's not groundbreaking stuff, but what makes Death Watch good? Special issue ammo and ac- access to lots of cheap storm shields. Yep. It's just made what you do better. So, there you go. get pumped. Let's talk about Oryx, Frankie. Ooh, Oryx. Exciting. Child. Really and truly really good it's okay i think it's really good it's okay. so a lot of people have been complaining about flying headbutt um it's pretty strong flying headbutt's pretty funny it's pretty strong you're just flying and you just might as well talk about it it's the one everybody's talking about it's a stratagem that allows you to take a flyer and, and kamikaze it into your opponent you just fly it in and explode and it does a ton of mortal wounds yep so you use it on one of your ones that does a bunch of mortal wounds and then you just kill nuke some characters somebody. yeah and it, it's it's just it's very very Good. It's very good. 
It's very good. It's going to do way more damage than that flyer would do the entire game. <laughs> Some of the actually orc flyers are are not are not bad. Um, and there's a, there's a couple stratagems that make the bombs that they drop more effective, where they let you bomb two units. Yeah, they they make their bombs like a plus one on the dice and stuff. Like it's it's okay. Like I, the exploding is way better. Well, I mean, yeah, because it affects multiple units, but yeah. you you might be able to do both, right? Like, well, you could as long as your fire survives. Let me. I mean, because you drop the bombs when you move. Let's see, flying headbutt. Yeah, you could do both. You could fly over, drop bombs, and then crash into somebody and do like thirty mortal wounds to them. Sounds pretty good, right? Yeah, I had a couple people write in. I haven't responded. I haven't had a chance to respond yet, which is total baloney because we just talked about how much time we had. Yeah, I have you not liar. chosen to you respond. Liar. I haven't chosen to respond yet because I've actually taken a step back from engaging as much as I normally do, and it's it's been really nice. Um, but a couple people have written in being like, "Dude, flying headbutts ridiculous." It's pretty strong. I mean, but. So you take that. Let me see. You take the burning highway. Use a stratagem in your shooting phase. Oh, and that's when you shoot. You can't do that one. Which one was it? Well, they just drop their bomb in the movement phase. Yeah. That's their special thing. But there's a one that makes it better. Well, there's a bunch in there that make their bomb. They get like plus one um, for their shots or whatever. Yeah. So you use wildfire with a burn a bomb. A flyover, drop bombs, get plus one on the mortal wound. Um, a wildfire lets you hit another unit. Let me see. Uh, after selecting an enemy unit for the burn bomb's ability to burn a bomb unit, then pick another enemy unit within six inches on a five up to take a mortal wound. And and then the squid, oh, squid bomb only works on the blitz of bombs. You can't do both. Yeah. But with the wildfire, you can fly over, bomb two units, and then crash into them and then blow up a bunch of stuff. That's insane. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's so good. It's worth the points. Uh, so, I mean, that alone is very, very strong. And then, of course, um, the unit that the most people have been excited about and talking about, Gazgul Thracker. Why don't we talk about him? Um, the number one thing, of course, that everyone's talking about is how incredibly badass the model is. It is a so good. I haven't gotten one yet, but I will once GW is back in operation. Uh, and we'll talk about that in a second. But uh, that's the first thing everyone's talked about. The second thing everybody's talked about is the fact that he is no longer has the infantry keyword. And he's a monster, so a lot of people feel that that makes him not viable. Um, the fact that you can only take four wounds per phase to me makes makes it totally viable. If you're playing on like a city fight table, yeah, you can have some challenges because he can't go into buildings, can't go upstairs. That's a more of an issue with the terrain rules being not that great, this edition, than the model. Um, but people made uh, Bobby G work, right? And he can't go in buildings or go upstairs, and he was still an absolute... Yeah, but he also couldn't be shot. I see the True. argument for it, but you could also deep strike Gazgul. So yeah. you deep strike him in, and then it's pretty easy to make charges with orcs. Yeah. Um, there's also a cool psychic power in there for uh, goths mm -hmm. to where uh, if they roll their charge distance, it's automatically counted as a seven if they roll below a seven. So yeah, which is cool. That's a, all yeah. the psychic powers are awesome. Yeah, so that one's really cool. Um, I think I've been seeing a lot of people talking about how Gazgul they don't think is worth the points. I don't know. Plus one attacks really good, but to be fair, most orc units that charge something don't really need the plus one attack to kill it. Well, the, the, you don't take him for the plus it. one attack. You take him for the um, uh, can advance and charge. Yeah, which that's is really strong. That's sure. why you take him. Yeah, makes him a lot faster. And then his little banner bearer is a pain boy. That's pretty nice. It has a two-up invo save, so yeah. that's pretty strong. And then you can do D3 <laughs> mortal wounds on a six to wound. Yeah, he's he's pretty good for his points. Um, so, I don't know. I've, I think Gazgul is worth it. I, he's super resilient. Only being able to do four wounds to him in every phase makes him really strong. 
Um, well, he yeah. also adds uh, Makari adds two inches to Gaz's move, so he's moving nine no, no, inches to his own movement. Oh, got it. Yeah, so that he keeps up with Gaz. Because Gaz is going to move seven, he only moves five, so it makes him keep up with him. It's like running behind him. He's like, hey, wait for me. God, oh, I misread that one. Yeah, yeah. you are correct. Um, and then he can also give other Gretchen his leadership, which is only six. <laughs> yeah, but that's, you don't take him for that. But then Gaz himself is a monstrosity, as you would expect. Yeah, his damage output's crazy. Yeah, his uh, claw is strength 14, AP 4, damage 4. He has uh, five attacks, and he goes up to seven attacks as he gets uh, beat up. And then, of course, his aura works on himself, so he's getting plus one attack. Uh, or no, I'm sorry, it only arc orc infantry. He's not infantry anymore. Forgive me for that. Uh, so he has a ton of attacks. He hits super hard. What's um, his warlord trait? Or I don't even think he has one. No, he doesn't. Um, it's probably included in his yeah. profile. Uh, no, he does. I think it's in that work codex. He has a warlord trait. I can't remember what it is. Um, and then uh, goths have their ability to get more attacks in melee anyway. Mm -hmm. So if he's in a goth detachment, which you don't have to, he no, can, can go in any detachment and not take away your uh, clan bonuses. Yep, he, he won't doesn't get gain it. his, but the other guys do. Yep, and he has a four up invul save, two up armor save. He's T seven. He can only take four wounds per phase, which means typically speaking, on the first turn, he's only going to take four wounds, unless you're playing it. Somebody has a bunch of targeted smites, um, in which case maybe he does take more than that. Um, and then he gives orc goths reroll once to hit. And orcs do not have very many reroll mechanics in their army, so uh, that's really good. Um, and then he's hitting on twos, and he's going to make himself reroll ones to hit. So he's hyper accurate. Um, his gun is assault twelve, strength five, AP one. Um, really good. He's he's. I would totally use him um, in a goth army. And goths aren't really popular in the meta. They haven't been. I always was using a detachment of goths because I I like um, using them, especially with uh, mega armor knobs and just a bunch of boys because they they hit so hard. Um, so for me, it wouldn't really change much. I, I would. Use yeah, him. I mean, you don't even have to take him in a golf attachment. Like, he's pretty good by himself. He still gives you the plus one attack when you charge, and also the um, you can advance, advance and charge, charge even if you're not golf. So that makes him worthwhile, and he's just such a beat stick himself. You deep strike him in on turn two or three, put him on an objective, he's going to be holding that objective for a long time. <laughs> or you just you hide him behind something, because he, he, uh, he makes everybody within six inches. He has the boss's watch and roll. Yeah. So, uh, you know, with a six-inch aura off this giant model, he can control the morale for everybody. And he cannot get shot to death on the first turn. Like It takes three turns of shooting to kill him. Yeah. So, so that's the thing is you deep strike him down on turn two or three, he's pretty much going to survive till the end of the game. Or, like, if you're facing someone who doesn't have a bunch of targeted smites, just start him on the board. Who cares? Like, he'll get your boys into combat by turn two, almost guaranteed. Yeah. And that's all. And for orcs, that's all that it needs, right? Once you get stuck in, you're usually good. Um, and then let's talk about some of the stratagems. We already covered a few, but um, there's some really, really fun ones. Like you can make a war boss uh, plus one attack, plus one uh, wound and attack. Oh no, it's not a war boss. It's a big mech. There's one for the the war boss as well. Add one of the models wounds and attacks, and yeah. as a four up invulnerable save. save yeah. The invul save alone is ridiculously useful because orcs don't get Super one. Super good, yeah. So if, but you can't do it if you take gas. So if you don't take gas and you're taking like a biker boss or something like that, the four pinfall save is like dramatic improvement plus an extra wound and attack. So if you have a killer claw bike boss, he's now dramatically better than he was and he was already good. Yep. Um, 
the drop there's a, there's a lot of buffs in here for the can wall army too like yeah there's a lot of like pluses to hit uh minus one to sh when shooting at them they can get plus one save um there's a lot of cool things in there for uh like uh stompas and stuff too yeah gorgonauts morgonauts they have some really good um strategy and we can we'll kind of talk about that um but there's there's some really really fun ones yeah um grab bumper is really funny you can ignore the first save you automatically pass it because they have like they glued grots onto their i think it's only if they can actually take a save yeah and it's boom deck a snaz wagon it's silly it's not gonna it's just funny I, mean, I, I just brought cases, it up it's not even gonna come up <laughs> I, brought, I just brought it because it's fun yeah like you're probably not using a boom deck a snaz wagon anyway to be quite frank no, but there's a lot of fun ones in there for like the goofy little models that you don't see very often well one that is worth mentioning is a temperamental shock drive for the shock jump dragster it makes it so you automatically get to teleport, and that's actually really good for winning the mission. So that one is worth, that's, that gets an honorable mention, because that was the only um, buggy that I considered using, because it gives you the opportunity to grab objectives, but it was always a 50-50 chance, and now there's numerous ways to make it automatically happen. Yeah, Junior used it uh, when he was first playing Orcs, and it was, a, it was a fun little vehicle. Never really did much, but... No, but now if you have a guaranteed ability to put it anywhere on the table, as long as it's, you can drop it, the ability to just jump on an objective or, or get points to win the mission, it's worth considering at the very least. Yeah, it helps. For sure. Um, we already talked about some of these other fun ones um, with the, the flyers. Clever Spanner is a good one. You can roll two when determining the amount of uh, shots you get with uh, Burnus. Mm -hmm. So very, very good. Yeah, you can only use it once per game on each unit, though. That's the downside with it. I thought, didn't it, isn't it, it permanently affects one unit? No, it's at the bottom. You can only use the stratagem once per game. Got it. On each eh. unit. So if you have multiple units, it's not bad. Um, it makes your big unit of Ludas more accurate, or you're going to get more shots on one turn, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> so. usually with, with Burnos and stuff, if you use them, they're only getting to get a big shot a couple, maybe once or twice in a game anyway. So. Yeah, so it's nice. It's only one CP too. So. Yeah, for sure. Um Full speed lads, uh, after an orc, biker, a death killer war track from your unit uh, until the end of the turn at one of the unit's strength. Awesome. Um, special shells is pretty fun. It makes flash kits get plus 12 inch range, which is really good because they hit super duper hard, but their range is very limited. Um, that one was a good one. Uh, when we see hit them harder, uh, Mega Knobs get add one to the damage characteristic of their melee weapons. Yeah, that one's pretty strong. That one's extremely <laughs> strong, especially when you use the ten heads, which gives them plus one to hit. Yeah, and then there's a there's a goofy one in there that if you kill a unit when you charge with a mortal wound, I'm not sure what causes the mortal wound, you're able to actually charge another unit, which yeah. is really powerful. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, there might be a stratagem yeah. that you can use with that. So. There's a stratagem that lets you do mortal wounds when you charge yeah. for like the models that make it in, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. So there, there could be a fun scenario where you hit a really small unit, kill yeah. them, and then bounce into another unit. Like yeah. That's one of those ones that you just have to like do your best to remember it because it's going to come up so infrequently. Yeah. But when it does and You're you pull it off. a lot of distance. Exactly, yeah. Um, and then there was one with the death trades. I can't remember exactly what it was until the end of the phase each time. Enemy models destroyed as a rule. Oh, that's right. You can make a unit of death treads get an extra attack yeah. every time they kill somebody. Yeah, really good. Um, let's talk about the specialist mobs. This is a, this is a lot of fun. Um, so what this allows you to do is to, to switch out a clan keyword for a specialist mob keyword, and there's quite a few of them, um, some of them better than others, and they let you get a different benefit for certain units. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's just like you see in all the other factions. It's just a 
you can make your own custom mob. It's different, like... You don't get to pick two, which is weird. Most of the yeah. other ones are two. This one's only one. So. And this one only works on certain units. Um, I guess the other ones are kind of like that. So it's interesting, but um, they're really... They're very powerful. Some of them are. There's like one or two in there that I would probably take. But, which which one did you like the most? Uh, there's one that gives you extra AP on your weapons. And there's a couple of them that do that. Combat, I thought, but... Well, the one that was the... Yeah. Go ahead, buddy. I think there's one that gives you a reroll to, ch or not reroll to charge it. It's like a. Well, sneaky devils gives you a five up invul save for yeah, infantry. Only if you're on terrain or you're attacking someone that's in terrain. Well, if you're attacking someone in terrain, you get extra AP. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Which is that one's okay. I don't know. It's very situational. Uh, and then the pyromaniacs lets you um, reroll the wound roll with uh, burner weapons in combat. Mm -hmm. And then it lets you, if I remember correctly, reroll the yeah, reroll the dice when determining the number of shots for burners. Yeah, that one was really good. Yep. With, that might have been it. No, I'm thinking of the psychic power that's really good. The the one that jumped out at me was Tin Heads. It affects Killicans, Death Dreads, units in Mega Armor, Morkonauts, Gorkonauts, and Stompas. And um, when resolving an attack made with a melee weapon by a unit in this subculture, you just get plus one to hit. <laughs> that's it's insane, dude. That means yeah. Mega Knobs ignoring the penalty for having a the claw. Um, the claw. So if you do that and then you hit them with the, the stratagem, they're doing ludicrous amounts of damage. And they already did ludicrous amounts of damage. Well, I think there's the one that I was thinking is, uh, I think there's one that allows you to pile in six inches. Yeah. The, so that and one, that's that the one that I was thinking that was really good. That's the other one that jumped out as me as being incredibly good. It's called the Feral Oryx Wild Boys. It works on war, the War Boss, Weird Boys, Knobs, and Boys, um, excluding bikers and mega armor. Models in the unit with a subculture can pile in six inches. When making an advanced roll with a subculture, roll two and discard. Yeah, um, that was the one that really jumped out. I was like, okay, that one's really good. But like, well, you, you roll three for an advance and discard yeah. two of them. That's insane. Well, the normal normal clans for orcs are already really good, so it's hard to replace them with these ones, but that one really jumped out at me. Like, well, especially a lot of bullies. Especially with uh, old Gaz, because yeah. then you're rolling three for your advance, taking the highest, and then you can still charge. Yep. That's really strong. Yep. Um, and then there's the Mad Boys, which is a it's a throwback to the uh, Mad Boys used to have been in the game since second edition. And every turn you roll a die and you get one of the benefits. All the benefits are good. One of them you ignore morale. One of them you add one to your saving throw. One of them you add one to your strength. Mm -hmm. So there's there's no downsides. But yeah. not knowing what you're getting is is kind of weird, and you can't re-roll the, yeah. the die. I mean, the strength one's good. The other two are like. Meh. Plus one, your save is pretty pretty strong, dude. Going from a boys. six to a five is a big difference. Most of the time, you're going to have a, a invo save from custom force custom field. field yeah, but I mean, in melee, it, it literally doubles the amount of boys that are going to not die, unless they have AP weapons. But yeah, I see your point. Yeah. It, it is a it is a buff. I mean, you can't say it's not. It's just their saves already so weak that you're like, yeah. So those those are the ones that I thought were the the coolest. And then there's one with the fly fly boys, which um, would help if you want to use the flying headbutt a lot. You get minus one to be hit. I think everybody's going to be taking the flying headbutt. It's so good. It's ridiculous. Yeah, like it's really, really, really strong. Yeah. Um, but what I like the about this is that it makes, because I like using Mega Armor. I have like 15 painted Mega Knobs. It makes, you could take Goth Mega Knobs and they are just ludicrous. Yeah. The Auto 7 Inch. Well, we'll get to that. Um, so some of the, the custom jobs. So none of these jumped out at me. Not a single one. Like I was like, oh yeah. I mean, I, the Killican ones are okay. Like there's one that gives you plus one to hit when you're shooting, so that's pretty good uh, for one unit. 
Um, and then I think there was one that where you're minus one to hit when enemies shoot at you. For the rest of them, I was like, meh. There's a couple that jumped out at me as being pretty pretty strong. So a lot of them are for the, the buggies, which... Um, and there's a couple people that are using like buggy spam armies that are doing really well. But so basically custom jobs, you can take one or you can take two with a stratagem. But you have yep. to take the, the mech boy workshop to get it. So instantaneously worth it. Not maybe not the most appealing. <laughs> but um, a lot of them are for the buggies. We'll skip over that just because they're not they're really not that exciting. Most people don't know what the buggy like the weapons are anyways. You're like, oh, what is the but or the Boosta Blasta do? It's like, like it's it's five shots that Hit on fives. So the one that jumped out at me, the one that of the bu- the buggies that was actually good, in my opinion, the driver gyroscopic whirly gig, um, it makes you uh, automatically be able to jump the dragster. Mm-hmm. Again, we already talked about why I think that's useful. Um, some of them you can do mortal wounds when you shoot and stuff. Man, it's all right. <laughs> oh, the one, the other one that was actually kind of good, uh, the corkscrew. You use it for the scrap jet. The first time this unit finishes a consolidation move in the fight phase, it can immediately fight again. That's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. Get out of here. You guys should have seen the <laughs> smile on his face when he said it. <laughs> uh, Get out. It's, it's okay, right? And then the guns and stuff, you're like, Meh. It's It's orc shooting. You're like, yeah. you might kill like three models in a game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's, there's a ton of guns in here. So, so okay, the red roller is actually pretty fun. It makes the, um, the, the uh, death roller automatically do six. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty good. The Orchimatic Pistons is actually pretty good. Um, you can put it on a unit of Killicans, Deftrads, Morkonaut, or Gorkonaut, add three inches to this unit's move characters, just take and re-roll advanced rolls. That's pretty dang good. Mm-hmm. Right? That's pretty good. The one that really jumped out at me, though, is the Sparkly Bits, which is a really funny name. It can put it, you can put it on Killicans, Deftrads, Morkonaut, or Gorkonaut, improve the unit's ballistic skill by one. Yeah. That's actually very good. Yep. And I would t- probably I take that every time. There's that one, and then I think there's one where they're minus one to hit versus, or maybe that's a stratagem. Um, when resolving a uh, ranged attack against um, this unit, subtract one from the hit roll for dirty gubbins. Sounds good. Yeah. So, uh, if you took okay. a maxed unit of, there's a lot of kill the can buffs in here. Yeah. Like if, if the yep. the can wall, there are some buffs in here, which you, will make Gregles very exciting. Well, me too. I have a full <laughs> can army. I have a full. I can run an entire Death Dread can army i think gregles has an entire house filled with death dreads and kill yes i think he does yeah. he has a crown or a, 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 a throne made throne of them, made yeah. of them. <laughs> because one of the big things that always held back kill cans um well there's a lot of things held back. So <laughs> the one thing was <laughs> but if you took a full unit with crazy. rockets and then you give them the plus one to hit they're hitting on threes yeah for oryx that's Ooh, amazing get it Get it, boy. But you can only do it to one unit. And then a more uh, the other one is a Morkonaut or a Gorkonaut with plus one to hit. It's a very big difference because they have so many shots. And you have to take the Mech Boy Workshop. Well, then you just spend the CP. You don't take the stupid Mech Boy Workshop. I think I think you can only spend the CP if you've already taken one. No, don't. <laughs> no, you, you can just use it. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Hopefully. Oh, God. <laughs> um... <laughs> The other one I thought was fun was the Slug Gubbin. It takes a Gorkonaut's gun up to heavy 24. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> Just to roll that many dice. It's like all those guns. It's like this gun goes up to Assault 15. This one goes up to Assault uh, or Heavy 2D6. You're like, wow, they have a lot of shots. But then you look at their ballistic skill and you're like, Still not going to hit much. Fair enough. Still not going to hit much. It's still only eight hits on average <laughs> with a Heavy 24, which means if you're shooting at a Space Marines, you're going to do five wounds, wounds. and then they're going to make save. half the save. So you'll, do, you'll kill an Intercessor. <laughs> 
worth it. That's worth it. Uh, and then the, the neck boy workshop. The god claw is actually good. You can do no less than four damage with yeah, your with I'm your claw. So right. that means two thirds of the time you do four damage, and then you'll do five or six. Uh, it's okay. Uh, most of the time good. you're not needing to do that much damage, but the psychic um, powers are really good. Yeah, these are exceptionally good. Yeah. So you already talked about the golf one, where your charge is no less than seven. That is amazing. That's like worth it. That's stupid <laughs> good. Again, yeah. you throw it on. Take your your big unit of mega knobs. Put the bells and whistles on them. Um, unfortunately, you can't do it with tin heads because they're no longer goths. Nope. But uh, the, the the no less than seven inch charge is amazing. Yep. That, that's really good. It is the downside that they've linked all those psychic powers to yeah. different clans. I'm like, oh, why'd you do that? Uh, <laughs> Should just left them generic. <laughs> uh, Death Skulls is really good. Um, you pick an enemy unit within 18 inches, they're minus one to hit, and then your weapons are, are uh, an additional AP against them. Yeah. That's one of the best debuff powers in the game. It's very good. So, um, you know, with Ludas or anything, really, uh, it's going to be super good. And against like an army like Tau, which Orcs really struggle with, this is incredibly useful. Yeah. Um, bad Moods, Gleam, and Gear. Uh, warp Charge value of six. Pick one unit of Bad Moons within 18 inches. Until the start of your next psychic phase, when resolving an attack made um, against that unit, add one to their plus one saving throw. That was a really weird way to say that. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't just say so plus wordy. one save. <laughs> a lot of them are like that. You're like, oh my gosh, there's so many words in there. Maybe because they want it to only, they don't want it to affect other thing, other rules or something like that. Who knows? But uh, plus one saves, great. Yep. Super good. The snake bite one was good. Add one to the save. So that would actually, oh, invulnerable saves are, are unaffected. Wah, wah, wah. Uh, snake bite, uh, warp charge six, uh, pick one enemy unit within 12 inches until the start of your next psychic phase. Have the attacks characteristics of that model. That is yeah. that's potentially devastating. Yeah. Um, you know, against gene stealers. What, is, what do the snake bites even give you though? I don't, I don't even I th- know. If I remember correctly, they have a six up feel no pain. If I remember oh, correctly. Yeah. I think that's what they had. I can't remember. I, I, I always no played. Idea. I've never even heard of them. So that's how that's how often they're on the table. Snake bites are the old; <laughs> they're the traditional oryx. Yeah, I got you. Right. Um, evil sons, uh, warp charge value six. Pick an evil sons vehicle within twelve uh, until the start of your next psychic phase. When resolving an attack made by a model in that unit, you can reroll the hit roll. Very good. That's really good. Um, blood axes. But if you roll above a nine plus, you can only use it on a unit that has like a ton of wounds. That's it's really weird. <laughs> what? Why? I don't know. Add that in. I don't know. I don't know. So you're like, oh, I want to use it on the that unit right there, and then you roll too high. Like, I guess I'm putting uh, it on the Gorkonot. Gorkonot's getting if it. He's still alive. Yay! That is strange. <laughs> Why? Why? I don't know. It should be if you target a unit with 18 or more wounds, it only works on a nine. No, it should just be you pick whatever unit you want. Yes. Why does there need to be that in there? There's know. no reason for that. It's orky. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, so that's that one will never be it taken. It should be if you roll a nine, your enemy gets to pick what unit it goes on. Yeah, all right. Well, no, okay. <laughs> uh, blood Axes, Clever Talk, Warp Charge Value 6. Uh, select one enemy unit visible to the Psyker until the start of the next Psychic Phase. That unit cannot fire Overwatch um, and cannot be chosen to fight until the end of the fight phase. It's pretty good. That's extremely good. That's really, really, really good. Again, if you're playing an army like Tau or now a lot of space marines that have overwatch that's <laughs> utterly devastating yeah and orcs obviously don't like overwatch this is a game winning um 
power yeah power sure. yeah because otherwise like like i can't tell you how many times as an orc player in, in my deep my corn demon army when you charge into like tau or now like iron hands or, or some of the other armies that can do it it's it's the least it's the most unfun thing to experience in 40k oh dude tau like the thing that there should be a rule in the game for when you're playing against tau where if they overwatch you with three plus units, you automatically make the charge. You know, you just get to punch them in the face. (laughs) You should just be able to make the charge because there's nothing more devastating than like your chaos knight is ready to charge. And he finally gets gets overwatched by the entire army and you fail the charge. You're like, all right, well, that was fun. Yeah, it's because it's like, first (laughs) of all, First of all, you have to get shoot there. you with three plus units, you automatically make the charge. Yeah. You get like plus two to your charge. For every like unit that, that like, shoots you, yeah. <laughs> there should be like something because like, oh, it's just such a gut punch when you fail the charge. Like it's it's hard enough like making that decision to charge because you know of how many shots you're going to take. And you're like, all right, I think I can do it. I might Even if I make it with one wound, I'm fine. And then you fail your charge. You're like, all right, that was great. Dude. <laughs> and like my corn, my corn army... I just like, it's the most demoralizing, like takes the wind out of your sails. Like, cause they don't have anything to ignore overwatch. No. Right. So it's like, okay, here comes another unit of 30 blood letters. I deep strike in, you shoot me. I charge, you shoot me. Three of them are here. Oh, they made it. Doesn't matter. You just <laughs> leave combat anyway. And I killed maybe a drone. You're yeah. like, God. It's, it's not even just, it's any army that just has like a devastating overwatch. overwatch. Like, like playing against uh, juniors knights all the time is uh valid. How trod. How Yeah. I'm about to take a flamer to the face. <laughs> Great. <Wee. laughs> I know it's just it's so brutal, dude. Yeah. And it, it's just so demoralizing. Yeah. And you're like, it oh, just needs to be man. some benefit, you know? Like if, yeah. for every unit that they overwatch with additional to the first, plus two to your charge. Like, okay. Yeah. That's okay. Sure. That's fine. And it's just like, and then it, but the, the, for, for a lot of melee. there's also a negative for the Tau player. Like, oh, how many units do I want to overwatch? Because he could fail his charge. Yeah. Maybe I won't shoot that Fire Warrior unit. <laughs> well, since we're bitching and moaning, random charges is annoying as hell anyway. That's true. Random I charges are horrible. It's like, <laughs> uh, you don't, your so guns bad. don't have random length, like range. They should, though. Can you imagine? <laughs> great let's just add more dice to shoot rolls. my last cannon let's just Roll add more 46. dice rolls. you're like oh no it didn't reach <laughs> i know I, and while we're on this little tangent really i don't like random number of shots i don't like random nah, like all that's so dumb is really it's like my tank might have one shot he might have 12 or whatever you're like okay yeah why not just make it a fixed number it takes it speeds the game up too yeah. i mean like it nobody complained back in the day when you had a six inch charge no and, and like, it doesn't break the game or anything to say that you have, always have a six-inch charge. Well, the, sure. the, the counter-argument is in is like, oh, I moved 6.1 inches away from you. You can't charge me, blah, blah, blah. Like, if you want random charge, it should be a minimum, like the orc thing. But where they there's can a, still do that. You can go 12.1 away and they well, can't just, charge you. I guess it's harder to do. But yeah, you're right. I'm not disagreeing with well, you. Well, just but make the number larger. You go eight. It should, <laughs> the minimum, there should be a minimum of like six or something, yeah, like five. Yeah. And then you, you roll, and if it's below that number, you treat it as that number. That would be good. Anyway, yeah, we're, that's, bitch that's fest is over. <laughs> um, now freebooters, the Jolly Orcs, Claire. A warp charge value of six. Uh, if manifested, select one enemy unit within 18 inches of the Psyker. Until the start of your next psychic phase, have the move characteristic of models in that unit and subtract one from advanced and charge rolls. That is devastatingly good. Devastatingly good. If Everybody you're playing another Orc that. player, <laughs> yeah. or G-Sealer, Cole player, or 
any melee army, not even really, it, not even melee army, any. I think the range on it's really short. Though, it's 18 it? inches. Is it? Okay. Yeah. I thought it was 12. But uh, anything that affects movement is extremely good. It's 18. Anything that affects movement is good. Yeah. So there's there's definitely some cool things in there. The headbutt's really good. Gazgul's cool. You got some fun uh, stratagems. Psychic powers are pretty good. Um, I really I like I, the. It's climb- definitely a buff for. Oh yeah, orcs, huge, you huge. You can't buff. argue that it's not. <laughs> yeah. Well, because you take like a detachment with flyers. Yeah. You give them the flyboys thing, so they're minus one to hit. Yeah. And then every turn you just you kamikaze one flyer in there. Um, and then if you're like me and you have like, you're a, a masochistic person, you want to play cans, uh, there's a lot of benefits to make it better. Yeah. Right. And then like, if you like melee orcs, there's a lot of things to make that way better. Oh, for sure. And I've got to say it. The orcs are definitely looking better than the space wolves in that saga of the beast. Uh, space wolves got a pretty big boost. They got, yeah, they got some stuff. They were the worst army in the game. Now they're going to be not. Now they're going to be just slightly better than <laughs> the worst. They'll be upper bottom. They'll be the <laughs> upper lower third. <laughs> they I don't know. I think the that there's a lot to like in the space wolves. They, they, they definitely might got still better. Be the worst, but yeah. yeah, I mean, orcs got way better. Like I've been some of the players that are really good orc players, like well, Steve. Castle's like amazing. I don't like. It's funny because I've been seeing a lot of people go, "He's not worth it." I'm like. He's so worth it. He's a beast. I use him just because the model's baller. I'll figure out a way to make it work. Yeah. It takes three turns to kill him in most cases. Yeah, I mean, and if you find yourself playing Zinch or Eldar and they're shooting... Well, Zinch doesn't shoot, so that they'll t- I retract that. Yeah. Zinch only gets him in the psyche phase. And they're not going to kill you in close combat. Well, Magnus, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, Gaz might the, knock his... Magnus can only do four wounds. You charge and you do four wounds, Gaz is going to kick <laughs> your butt. Ass. He's going to punch Magnus' nuts off. He's like, oh, hello off. there, big guy. Yeah. Prepare to die. I think Eldar would be the worst because they have good shooting and they have good targeted psychic attacks. But the then the thing is, there's no guarantee that they're going to get the psychic powers off, and right? And again, you're not guaranteed to do four wounds to him. He has a four-up uh, invo save, two-up armor <laughs> save still, I think. In most cases, he's probably going to have feel no pain. And doesn't Makari give him feel no pain? I think so. I think it's all orc units. Maybe not. It might just be infantry. Yeah, uh, I think I think we already said that, didn't we? Um, so when a model in a friendly goth orc unit within six inches of this model would lose a wound, yeah, and this so model is within it. three inches of a friendly guy's goal threat. God, that is so wordy. <laughs> So Gaz would get it. So Gaz has a six-up field of pain. So yeah. The thing is, you're not guaranteed to do four wounds, though. He's, he's pretty tough. Yeah. And then the benefit that he gives you, oh, if, if you want to get into melee. Advance and charge is amazing. Yeah. And the plus one attack. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, a uh, lot to get excited about for Orc players. I can't wait to get my hands on a, a Gaz Tracker, but I can't. Why? Because GW just sent out a newsletter saying that they are not opening up their factory again on the, I think they said they were. It was supposed to open today. Yeah, it's supposed to be today. So that's disappointing. Um, so what that means is if you ha- have a, a, um, put in an order with us via our web card, we just want to make sure to be yeah. communicate this clearly and be ultra transparent. We cannot fulfill it until they get back in operations. They, they don't know when that is. Uh, I would guess that it'll be the end of April. That's when a lot of uh, businesses are going to be kind of kick, kicking back into gear. But it could be mid-May. I don't know. None of us know. Um, if anybody does not want to wait and you do want to get a refund on that order, we will, of course, promptly issue you a refund. No questions asked. If you don't mind waiting, because nobody can get anything right now, like, and if you don't mind waiting, uh, we really appreciate it because <laughs> the revenue coming in, as we've been saying, it helps us to um, keep paying payroll, paying rent, all that stuff, because we haven't, we haven't fired anybody, we haven't furloughed anybody, which a lot of companies have been forced to do. 
in these times. We're not trying to be negative and we're not trying to sing a sad story. It's just the reality of where we're at. Um, if you don't mind waiting, we appreciate it and we'll fulfill that order as soon as we can. Yeah. And again, like we were talking about uh, a few weeks ago when we were first talking about it, it's like Christmas. You'll forget about it and then all of a sudden it'll show up. You'll go, <laughs> like, oh, hey, hey, look at that. It's a yeah. gift. So uh, we're just trying to be super honest and transparent with everybody. That's where we're at. Uh, GW doesn't even know when they're going to come back in operation. Um, I, I, I would, if I was a betting man, I would bet end of April, yeah. maybe mid-May. I don't think any company knows right now. So. Yeah, but I mean, they can't, they can't sustain themselves without making sales for too much longer. No one can. No one can. That's the, that's the whole like, what if, or nobody knows what's going on. So Yeah. So just okay. let it, you know, as a customer, just let us know what you want to do. If you're cool with waiting, thank you very much. If you're not, we get it. Um, and just reach out. And our customer service has been emailing everybody uh, every day, letting them know what's going on. So we're, we're just trying to communicate clearly with everybody. Uh, ITC, not a lot of news, but if you feel like supporting the ITC, uh, you can do so via the Patreon for as little as $1 a month, 100% of the proceeds go back into maintaining the ITC, keeping it going because it is very expensive to run. And this is going to be a weird season. When we finally come out of this, uh, it's, I, I'm going to be curious to see if there's just like a flood of people going to events. If people are a little gun shy and maybe they're taking the time to get back into it, I don't know. Don't know what to expect. Um, hopefully everyone's just like so sick of quarantine. They just all Dude, go. I'm fiending for a trip. I'm like, I yeah. need to go play some games, get out of the house. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm it's, like, I need to go somewhere. I'm like, as soon as it is it, safe yeah. to do so, I am. I can't wait to go see all of our friends, yeah. go to an event. I'm probably going to lose every game. Yeah, I don't, I don't even care about winning. Just going out, yeah. having fun, like hanging out with everybody, like yeah. playing some 40K. I'm I'm stoked. But yeah, it, it definitely sucks. I mean, it sucks for everybody, right? But there are people that are only able to make like a couple trips a year. And like they've been reaching out. And they're like, oh man, I can't go to my tournaments that I had planned. I'm like, yeah, I know. It's yeah. really a bummer. So it is what it is, yeah. but, um, um, you know, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. In the meantime, a lot of people are doing tabletop simulator tournaments. We encourage you to do that just to eat, just to socialize. Um, they, they can't give ITC points for a number of reasons, which we've already listed. It's not an official games workshop product and, and all that kind of stuff, but it's fun. And, you know, you, we totally encourage people to do it. Um, and we have been talking to people about getting this, um, ITC hobby track, paint competition up and running it's taking me longer than i had expected um but uh, a number of people i've been talking to are, are down to do it so we'll, we will get that up and running i apologize that i've been slower than i would have liked to have uh, get on it it's just um mostly figuring out how to do it technically how to do it um, but i think we can overcome that Check out the latest FLG Paint Studio commissions. We are still taking commissions. Of course, if you don't have the models, we may not be able to get them right away, but we will eventually. If you do have the models or they're Forge World or whatever, I think Forge World's operating, maybe not. I shouldn't say that because I don't know off the top of my head. Um, if you do have the models, obviously we can get going on right, pretty much right away. But uh, check out some of the Paint Studio projects that we've been getting done. Uh, there's a, a Iron Hands commission that's absolutely gorgeous and nice. Uh, that look really fantastic and you can check those out on the show notes or go to flgpaintstudio.com and give it a look we are always looking for new artists and more commissions get it thank you so much for joining us for episode 680 of signals from the Frontline, broadcasting from lockdown in the lockdown in the quarantine zone stay healthy stay sane uh send some some good vibes to your your family especially the kiddos if they're driving you a little little bonkers get some painting done yeah. do some self-improvement get it take all. advantage of this downtime take it. advantage of it
go over and check out the other uh, podcasts on the Frontline Gaming Podcast Network, the FLGN, and consider looking uh, to up your game with the Art of War. They offer some really good coaching services, all kinds of fun stuff. They can take a look at your list, give you one-on-one coaching services. Those guys are experts, the best in the game, and this is a great time to take advantage of what they have to offer. Until next week, everybody, thank you so much for joining us. Happy gaming, and we will talk to you next week. 